This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Maruyama. Hello and welcome to the Squared Co. Podcast. Jared. Yes. Uh, you said it differently this did, time. You did usually I catch say you off guard there. <laughs> you usually say another episode, right? Don't you? Isn't that? And I didn't say my name, right? Or and I only said your first name. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, redo, redo. I'm your host, Mark Morris, and over there's Jared Maruyama. Hey, Mark. Good to be here on, on the Squared Co <laughs> podcast. So, um, if you are listening to this and you're a regular listener. I, I'm going to assume that most people listening are doing this through iTunes. Um, so I know some of you started on SoundCloud so that you just kind of default back to there. But if you're listening on anything other than SoundCloud, if you look on iTunes or Stitcher or any of the podcast apps, I think it starts at episode 19. So if you are wondering where episodes 1 through 18 are, <laughs> unfortunately, the only way to see those is if you go to... Um, our SoundCloud page, and you can go back to see, view, um, and listen to all of our episodes. I don't know why, but for some reason, I cannot figure out how to get the episodes onto iTunes and Stitcher. So I'm sure there's somebody out there listening that knows. Hmm. Uh, I just happen to not be one of those people. So maybe people just <laughs> assumed we were embarrassed about the first uh, 18 episodes. Well, that is also true um, <laughs> because we, yeah, I mean, we, so we have no, bu- I, I don't want to speak for Jared. I have no business having a podcast show or being on the radio, anything like this at all, hosting any sort of show. Yes. Um, so <laughs> it, we are better now and I am certainly better now than I was back in episodes one through 18. Uh, so yeah, I am more embarrassed about those, but no, no disrespect to our guests because we had some, this is a hundred percent on, on me. We had some really good guests and, uh, it's not them. It's we're, we're talking about us and how we handle the interview and all of that stuff. But I think it would still be fun to bring these episodes, uh, back around and either, you know, review them or kind of talk about them or, tease them or something because uh i would hate to let them just disappear mystery science theater style yeah exactly that'd be great i don't i don't think we'll do anything like that um but uh, jerry and i were talking about this before we started recording we might actually bring them back on so you can listen to them and find them on itunes but we'll do like a new intro or maybe an outro where we'll talk about the episode um probably beforehand so like what we've been doing recently with our intros where we talk about the episode before it, you hear it. Um, we'll do something like that. So we get like a new perspective and we can kind of reflect on what was said in those earlier ones. I don't know. Let us know how you feel about that. If you'd be interested in seeing what happens before episode 19. Well, like I said, though, we had, we had good guests though. Like I would, for them alone, yeah, we hate to let those good, just really good guests. Yeah. Fall away. So, <laughs> Uh, I think we should definitely do something with it because, you know, SoundCloud's a little shaky. Who knows when that's going to just <laughs> disappear one of these days. So uh, we should definitely try to, um, you know, keep those going. Something, something. Yeah. Yeah. So stick or stay tuned. Um, and I'm sure we'll be bugging you with updates on that. So stick around. 
And then let's see, what else do we have? Uh, Halloween's coming up. I wanted to ask you, uh, are you a big Halloween guy? I know you're kind of chicken butt about like horror movies and stuff, (laughs) but do you like Halloween in general? Um, you know, this is going to feel like a total plug and it halfway is for our next episode. (laughs) Um, but so honestly, I like growing up, it's fun to dress up and go trick or treating and all that. But that's kind of where I think once I hit junior high, uh, all kind of went away. And like you said, I'm totally a chicken and afraid of the scarier and spookier things. So mm-hmm. Halloween was never a a holiday that I really was excited for and really liked to celebrate. Right. Um, but not until recently. And what I'm talking about with the plug is our next episode will be with Kelly from Creepy Company. Oh. And because of creepy company i have gained like a new appreciation for the halloween aesthetic um i really like a lot of the characters and design that comes out of halloween um but still not really a fan of like the spooky side of it Um, yeah i mean i like the like i like retro halloween and like you know uh like little ghosts and things like that i think that's fun from a design perspective i don't i don't personally like dressing up like in costumes anymore. <laughs> like I never liked that. So it's always this, you know, it's a painful thing if I have to go to some kind of uh, costume party or something. Cause yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not a good sport about it. So. <laughs> for, for me, it's fun like to go and do stuff with kids. So if I like, yeah, I have a niece and nephew, it'll be fun to go see them dress up and yeah, but I still, I don't get too involved. I know there's a lot of people that are adults that still get crazy and like go, now that you have the money to spend on stuff like this, they'll go like overboard with their costumes and get like super elaborate stuff. And mm-hmm. then there's the cosplayers that do it all year round. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. No, yeah. I was just saying, I like, I like seeing it. Like I don't mind watching it. I don't want to do it myself. That's the, that's the problem. Um, but yeah, some of these elaborate costumes and the way people do their houses up and everything can be really cool. Like people get pretty creative and, um, Oh, that's the, fun. Uh, what about the so okay before we breeze over this we are going our next guest will be yeah. Kelly from Creepy Company I'm super excited because it, their brand if you guys aren't already following I'm sure you are they've got like a oh, a zillion followers um but their branding is so good and all of their products are really really it they're cool they're really freaking cool and I'm not lying when I say like they are fully responsible for getting me more interested in the Halloween, I don't know, Halloween themes and kind of the spookier side of stuff. So anyways. Well, and Ryan Gosling too with his funny band. Oh yeah. With his uh, Dead Man's Bones. Dead Man's Bones. That totally won me over. Right. Um, But jumping back to Halloween talk, are you, I'm going to assume the answer is no, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Mm. Are you a fan of like the theme parks that do the scary mazes and stuff like that? Absolutely not. I like <laughs> <laughs> for so many reasons, like, like the, when it's a, so like universal studios does a lot of this stuff like year round, yeah. right? You can walk through that, that thing. Yeah. Uh, I think they have one permanent ride or like yeah. maze. It's the walking dead. And even before they had the walking dead maze, they had, um, I think it was just a generic maze that had a lot of their universal m- monsters. Like there was Chucky mm-hmm. in there, and but that was they've for years they've had it was like a staple, um, yeah. a scary maze. 
Yeah, no, I don't like it. Like, I, <laughs> like if I'm just walking through and you're just seeing scary scenes, usually it's not very scary, right? You're like, that's eh, stupid. Yeah. Uh, it's when they have those live people in there, and that's really what yeah. everybody loves, right? <laughs> it's like they come lunging at you or, or scare you. Like, I, I don't like that. <laughs> that's, I don't understand that. So now, like, I have a different appreciation, like I said, for the aesthetic and, like, the design and illustration, all the characters that come out of it. Mm-hmm. But actively seeking a scare or to be scared. I just, I don't, I can't wrap my, wrap my head around that. Like, well, it's, yeah. it's it seems like a high school thing. <laughs> like high school kids like to go and just th- scream their heads adults off. Adults that go to these parks and like, they're all about it. Yeah. Um, and I see it in my feed too. Like people are so like, Oh, I'm going to not scary farm or universal horror nights, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And they're like pumped for it. I'm just like, that's, well, I mean, so you know, weird. to each their own. I don't want to like I like plenty of uh, ridiculous things, so I can't say no, that's it's weird, particularly weird. <laughs> but like, I I'll get that it. it's fun. It's kind of fun. Um, I I just get embarrassed and kind of like, you know, like that's my thing. I'm too self-conscious to like fully get immersed in that kind of stuff. So I'm not a good I'm not a good person oh, for man. those kinds so of things. I, I went to one of these parks once when I was in high school. Yeah, um, it may be a, it might have even been junior high. And so it was not Scary Farm, which is an Orange County amusement park. Mm-hmm. Um, and they totally deck it. Out. The same thing as Universal Studios, but right. just different. Um, but I went with a group of friends and I there. I mean, so I was within a group and the theme park itself was super crowded. Yeah. Um, so like I was just in a sea of people no matter what. So it wasn't really an opportunity to get like super scared. Right. And I think the, this part of the park or the, the attraction doesn't start till it gets dark. So Mm -hmm. you can't go until like seven or eight and then they close at like midnight or one. So you only have really like four to five hours within the park. I think we got there. And the line that we chose to go on or the maze was like two hour line. Mm. So we saw like a show and one on one maze and that was it. But even with like all the people and within a, a group of friends, I still was too scared to go through all the stuff. Like I used one of my friends as a shield yeah. to go through the maze. <laughs> like there's no way I could handle doing that. I, and, I mean, uh, was it an actual maze like you had to figure it out like there were dead no, ends, or it's just it, walk through no. the attraction. they call it a maze but it's it's literally like it's just yeah you walk it the path is made for you mm-hmm. there's just like there's rooms um and there's different like dark areas or right, like right. hidden scare zones where people will come out or like there's a door that you don't see or something somebody will jump out it's yeah I did not like it, and I don't think I'll ever go back, ever. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, there there might be a circumstance that'll bring me back, but I cannot think of one. I mean, I think if they were, I don't know, if it was, like, really themed really well, you know, like, and it was specific to say, I don't know, if they try to do, like, a Star Wars thing or something, you know, like. How could they make a scary Star Well, I mean, Wars I'm just saying, though. like, if it was immersive like that where you like, like, these things mm-hmm. are always these random, like, Oh, it's a laboratory and there's a, you know, half a body <laughs> there. Right. And then you go into yeah. another one and it's asylum and oh, creepy circus. Like it just, it's all disjointed and kind of silly. And like, I mean, you're scared because 
the potential of someone jumping out at you. Like that's always scary. Right? Oh like, yeah, you're just always on edge. Yeah. Like, so that part you're like holding your breath for the whole thing and hey, waiting. You know, someone told me once that the uh, a long time ago at the haunted mansion at Disneyland that that Knight of Armor used to be like a person, like, and he would I like know that. reach in. I like I don't even know if that's true, and I'm sure mm-hmm. someone out there knows. But uh, I guess something like that. After a while, you're like, yep, there's the knight. Like he's gonna come at you. Like so. <laughs> it's not it scary anymore yeah probably but i wonder if that's that's true yeah but, um, i hated that we're going trick-or-treating when they mm-hmm. had like the fake scarecrow <laughs> and it was like the dad in the, in the scarecrow suit so like even when it was just literally like a prop mm-hmm. i didn't know so i yeah. i think a, a lot of those houses i just skipped altogether but like, that's oh, funny like that <laughs> Children getting scared, like when you have videos of that, that's the best. Oh, man. So I'll be doing that for sure every opportunity (laughs) I get, but I just don't want to be on the receiving end. Yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious scaring anybody, not even just kids. I'll scare, if I have an opportunity to scare you, Jared, I'll totally take advantage of that. And that's why we record in different locations, not in the (laughs) same, not in the same place. Uh, Yep. So. Uh, and that's why you you rarely come out to visit me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll never stay at your actual place. I'll have to always stay somewhere else then, if that's going to be your goal. <laughs> but anyway, anyway. So I just wanted to ask you about Halloween because I had no idea if that was something you like. Do you get trick or treaters at your house, or do you go like leave or turn uh, off so your light? So up until this is the first like actual neighborhood that I've lived in on my own. So before this has always been like apartments. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we actually have like a neighborhood, but you know, on the weekends and like in the mornings and coming home from work, I don't really notice a lot of kids. Um, like I see them here and there, but I don't know if it's really like a heavily populated neighborhood with kids in it. You so mean the overall neighborhood? My, the neighborhood I live in right now. Or like I the don't complex know. or just the neighbor? Like, yeah. Like, so like this this complex neighborhood, whatever you want to call it, I don't think there's a lot of kids. Yeah. And then the other thing is my door is like one of the first ones of the neighborhood. So it's facing a main street. So it's mm. not, it's like the perimeter. And I don't know, kids may get burnt out before they even get to our house. So mm. who knows? I'll mm. see. I, I, I don't even know what my Halloween plans are for this year. Oh. Well, I mean, like, anyway. like you'd go somewhere to go to a party or something, or like a. Uh, I don't know. In previous years, I, I would think go it's like to, a Monday or something, though, isn't it? It's yeah, like a, that always makes it more awkward or like yeah. difficult to plan. Um, but in previous years, I used to go to trick or treat with um, my nieces. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's yeah, like a, it's difficult to get up there on a weekday because they live in L.A. So from Orange County, where I am, it's like an hour away. Mm-hmm. It, Anyways. It, yeah, we're getting we're getting way, way off topic here. Not that there is a topic, but this is like, <laughs> I don't know, talking about my personal life and where my family members live. Well, you gave me the long answer. Right? <laughs> I just asked a simple question and <laughs> I'm trying to milk it here, Jerry. Oh, I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. For, we're tr- <laughs> we're going to try and keep this episode a little bit shorter and uh, I'm already fa- failing at that. So. <laughs> Um, well, okay. I'm going to switch gears here and I'm going to ask you a question Please or talk, do. start talking. Uh, this is something that, I, you know, I, it's important to me. I really like, um, supporting artists and other creatives. Oh, so we're um, switching gears. Very, very extreme here. Okay. Uh, this is abruptly. So yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, so being a creative and knowing what it's like, I really think it's important to support other artists and other creatives. What I mean by that is if I like an artist, um, whether they're established or just starting out, uh, I really go out of my way to try and support them. So like if I see a friend or a creative that I follow is doing a Kickstarter, I'll go support the Kickstarter. I'll back mm. the Kickstarter. Uh, if they've got a print release coming up that, you know, it's a property or something that I really like, I'll go get the print. If it's a poster, you know, right. same thing. So, and then I think we've talked about this almost every episode as well. I love Mondo. So they're a little bit different because they're so established. Like me supporting them isn't going to make a difference. But again, it's just supporting the arts overall. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, that's why I like to support Disney because they're up and coming. And, you know, <laughs> I, I want to well, do my so, part. Okay. So this here's the thing: like you are a part of Wonderground, and there's a lot of other artists that are part of Wonderground. Mm-hmm. I mean, you may like scoff at the saying, like, "Oh, it's not a big deal if we do or don't support Disney." But a lot of the artists at some of those galleries, in particular, like. They, you feel that when someone makes a purchase, right? I mean, oh, maybe you get a absolutely. smaller percentage, but like, so it is important, even if you are at Disney and you go to the Wonderground, like, you know, if you see something you like there, don't think that you're just throwing your money away at this big corporation. Like, the artists will actually, they, they get something out of the, each and one of those purchases. Hmm. Um, so it's really, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling now, but I, I just wanted to, like, say that this is really important and I would really strongly um, urge and push you guys to do the same thing. Well, no, um, I mean, well, I brought that up because you said Mondo, which is, you know, it's kind of funny because yeah. it's so so <laughs> big. But like you said, you're supporting uh, the individual artist and the individual print that they're doing. Uh, I think like that's kind of what you mean. Not so much supporting Mondo, though exactly. you, you are, but you want to show like Oh, this is my buddy. He's got a new print. I'm going to I'm going to help him out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's important. But so I know you have like four, five friends tops. I have a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a lot of Kickstarters and projects to be supporting all the time. So, you know, it's uh, well, it's within here's, reason. <laughs> here's the beauty of it. No, but I say you support as many as you can. Mm-hmm. They don't know if you don't support them. So, right. It's, well, okay, they kind of do, they kind of don't, but when you can and it makes sense, please like just go go do it. It's it's it'll I mean, I can't speak for everybody. Jared, I know you're a jerk, so yeah. you you may not feel good. I feel good when I'm supporting people <laughs> like this. Um <laughs> and so I want to um still on the same topic and I'm going to jump back to this, but I don't even mean stuff that like you necessarily get something out of it. So like there's a if there's a print coming up that you know, I don't even necessarily like, but let's say it's a Star Trek thing. I don't care about Star Trek. I am the furthest thing from a Star Trek fan possible. Right. Um, But, you know, if I have a friend or a family member that likes Star Trek and there's a really cool print that's coming out, I'll go pick it up and give it as a gift. So you don't always have to do it with yourself in mind. Um, Another example, I listen to the Adventures in Design podcast and he has a subscription-based podcast or system i guess so Mm -hmm. the way his podcast works you listen to the first hour for free if you want to you can subscribe and become what he calls a member of the circle of trust and you get um the second hour included and then you get 
his entire back catalog. So I think he maybe only does like the, you can only listen to like the latest 10 episodes or something like that. But if you subscribe, you can get his whole back catalog and you get the bonus content. Um, I actually don't really listen to the podcast anymore, but I continue to support <laughs> because, and this is what I'm like getting at. It's really important to me to give back. And because I was such a fan of the podcast and it gave me a lot of insight in the creative world and I got a lot out of it, whether I listened to one episode a month from him or, you know, 10 episodes, I still subscribe to the circle of trust and support him because in my eyes, he's done a lot for me. Um, and I, it feels good for me to give back. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like, uh, how I feel guilty every time there's a PBS drive and I never, <laughs> <laughs> I never do it. I never call in or send money and get the Downton Abbey tote bag. I just like, I totally feel guilty. Like I should, because it's the same kind of thing. Like I like the content, right? You want to support the content. You want more of it, especially in this day and age. Uh, it's important to support these things. Uh, so, so yeah, of course I, I agree with that, that you should, you know, you should do what you can within within reason. I always say too, <laughs> though, like there's a big difference for someone to like a print or like something that you've made, and then to to make that next step to actually want to buy it. Like that's a huge thing, and I never right. take that for granted. Uh, every sale, on, no matter what it is, whether it's at uh, Wonderground or or anywhere else, I am always appreciative of people who are spending their money on on you know. On this Something piece of paper. Created. Well, yeah, but it's right. it's sort of an abstraction, right? It's just a piece of paper. They're, they're not going to do anything with it other than put it on their wall or, or you know, uh, collect it or something. So, like, so much of what I do rides on people supporting uh, the products in that way. Uh, all across the board, right. right? There's nothing that I'm doing just based on grants or something like that. So, <laughs> yes, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm always appreciative of when people so show support through through purchasing things and so of course i in turn try to do the favor uh, whether that's buying even their book at a, at a barnes and noble or um yeah or promoting it right like that's even that could be just as yeah. impactful i yeah that's the next thing too is i mean so <laughs> the easiest thing is to follow somebody and maybe like some of their stuff online mm -hmm. um another like the step up from that would be to share some of their work and promote it. And then obviously I think the ultimate is to purchase, make a purchase of theirs. Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, maybe even do all three if you're feeling super generous. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like some of these things aren't cheap, right? Like, I don't know. How do you feel? Like if someone came to your show, a friend, would you be upset if they didn't actually buy something? Um, it's so, I have such a weird relationship. I think that I am, <laughs> I get so uncomfortable with any sort of praise, mm -hmm. anything. Like if somebody says like, uh, my hair looks good today, like I get really uncomfortable. If somebody is complimenting a design I've done or an illustration I've done or a paper piece, right? I just, I like crawl within myself. I don't know how to take um, compliments. Well, well, good thing so, it doesn't happen that much then. That's, that's <laughs> thank terrible. God. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the few times that I've like had art up on display and like people are commenting on it, um, or have the option to buy something, it's, it's almost, it's like, I don't expect it to happen. I am surprised when it does happen. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's the 
it sucks that I it's that way because it is really important to get those sales and like you know to have that support. My basically my whole rant for the past ten minutes, right? But right. I do personally, I feel really, I don't know. It's difficult for me to, I don't know. Ha- I certainly have the expectation for a friend or family member to to do something like that. So but anyway, you. that's very thank nice you. of you to bring that up about supporting artists. I think yes, I, I, I know that that's really where we. We well, okay, so this, this is where the the icky part comes in, and I I don't mean to to point you guys back to the Squared Co. store, but if, if you do like what you're hearing here and you want to support Squared Co. and the podcast, we do have a lot of prints um, available. We've done <laughs> a lot of shows, so at the very least, check out the Squared Co. store um, and. Just see a lot of just look at the prints and pins that we have available. So, so this was an advertisement. In the no, end, this was just an I should have started with that the and then show. said it's also cool to go support other artists. But yeah, I mean, in a way it does come back to Squared Co, I guess. But I don't I honestly I don't mean for it to come out as like, hey, if you like us, you gotta buy something. That's definitely not it, because yeah, no, I don't think that this can. is going to be this is going to be happening. Right. Either way. But so but I think it's kind of important to say and we talked about this just before coming on like uh, for, for some people that don't know, because we don't really talk about it a whole lot on the show, but maybe you can talk right. a little bit about what Squared Co is because it's not <laughs> the, the podcast is sort of an offshoot of Squared Co. It's not right, like right, just right. a podcast that happens to be named Squared Co because that makes no sense. <laughs> uh, why don't you first. um where did the name come from for Squared Co? Do you have uh, so a good story for that? My name, yeah, uh, probably not, but right. I'll tell it anyway, and then I'll edit it out if you don't like my answer. <laughs> so my name is Mark Morris. There's two M's there. So my like personal handle is M Squared, mm. um, and then the com- if I were ever to come up with a company, I decide it would be Squared Co. So there's okay. the short version of the. I guess that's the only version. Yeah, that's, we don't answer. need a long version. There, so. shouldn't, there shouldn't be a longer version. But okay, so then yeah. what is what is Squared Co? I don't think we've ever even said it really on the show. But like, what do you think? I think we've like, we've kind of done it, but it, it was such a roundabout uh, answer. I'm confused because um, we so, recorded some episodes that we didn't air. Oh, where yeah. We, right. Where we talked about so I can so never we, remember. Maybe we did talk about it on, an, on uh, one of the. Yeah. <laughs> The what do we call them? The forgotten episodes, the lost episodes, those, yeah. the garbage the lost episodes. episodes. So yeah, if you think one through eighteen are bad, just <laughs> thank God we're not airing the forgotten episodes. Yeah. So Squared Co. It's it actually started as like a way for me to create product, like personal illustrations, and turning those into products, pins and prints, mm-hmm. um, and then. Pretty early on, after I released a few pins, we had the opportunity to do an, an art show, an art gallery with Sinopolis Movie Theaters, which we've talked about several times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll give you the quick version of this story because, like Jared said before, we will get into an origin at some point. But this is kind of a, just a rundown of what Squared Co. is. Anyways, we had a, the opportunity to partner up with Sinopolis and curate a series of art shows and events. So I think at the core of Squared Co., it is an art gallery with pins and prints and 
miscellaneous products available for purchase. You're like a gallery without a gallery. Exactly. So like, it's like, um, I'm trying to think if there's one. That, I know that they do exist, but I don't. I, I was going to say bottleneck, but they actually have a physical space in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of these pop culture galleries, like they they might have physical space, but I would wager, you know, a lot of money to say that like 75%, if not more of their sales come from online. Do you think the goal, though, would be to have a physical space or do you think you like this sort of mobile online presence? It's difficult because I, the overhead for having a physical space is mm-hmm. sucks, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then not being able to say like, oh, I've got this great idea for a show, uh, but I have nowhere to show it. That also sucks. So yeah. it's I mean, there's it's a weird place where, you know, I do have the freedom where I'm not tied to monthly rent and having to come up with a show every four to six weeks. Right. Because that's a lot of work and that's difficult too to keep it keep the artwork coming in and keep all the shows really engaging and good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it would be great to have a physical space. I just don't know how that would work out logistically. I think in my mind, like the answer is yes, I would like a physical space. Um, but there's just so much logistics that go into that. Yeah. Well, I say the answer difficult. should be no, because oh gosh, like, <laughs> Like just so, like participating yeah. in these shows and getting sort of a behind the scenes look from from some of the people that I know who do these shows, I don't see how these galleries with these physical spaces how they manage to keep the lineup uh, going for you know year after year just having a show after show, like that has got to be just a crazy amount of work. I mean I'm sure you get to a, a rhythm and you know you start scheduling these things out uh, like a year in advance, but still to try yeah. to keep not only uh, the content flowing in, but like your interest in, in so many shows every, uh, you know, every week. That's, that's phenomenal. Yeah. I, I would well, be what's exhausting. Crazy, Gallery 1988 has two spaces. Mm-hmm. And I think they, so they have now, I think I mentioned this on a previous episode, but their main gallery or their main, I don't know what you call it, building or space yeah they just bought the space next to it so it's that is like twice the size Mm -hmm. i haven't actually been there i've just seen photos um but they still have another off-site or like down the street there's a smaller gallery and now they have the main one which is like two rooms yeah so there's a lot of space and that's i mean they are probably one of the most successful like pop culture galleries um they certainly do the most amount of shows i'd say yeah i mean it's like but it's props to them crazy. obviously for pulling pulling that off like it's amazing what they're able to do but um man i would that would not be a dream job for me like <laughs> like i love i love doing those shows and and being a part of it and stuff but uh you know doing the shows is very different than managing all those artists oh i would hate to go back yeah. and like well so anything even for like the that. stuff that i've done with sinopolis mm-hmm. so i mean squared co really it exists from like 8 p.m. to midnight. Right. Because I have a normal person job and it's difficult. Like I can probably answer emails, squared correlated stuff and like really minimal amount of stuff um, during my normal work hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty much limited to emails and maybe, I don't know. Yeah, that's good. Prepping a little bit of stuff. But Say it's no a more. lot. Yeah. It is a lot of work just to put on these shows where I think – Maybe we've had like between 15 and 20 pieces and then uh, managing like the and kind of doing art directing on the the main piece, mm-hmm. the yeah. uh, the featured movie poster. 
So like just doing that in itself is a ton of work and doing, yeah. having to do that one right after another that's yeah well i mean I it's, mind it's it, not even yeah, like you're right it's, it's not even one after work. the other it's like tandem like you're you're planning 20 shows at a time probably right like you can't just work on this one and then we'll start working on the next one like those right, are all right. like the timing has to be just brutal for something like that and and like i said us artists are terrible people like I, <laughs> <laughs> like it's amazing uh, how many yeah, people will just like flake like just not yeah, through. I won't. I won't name names. No, but of course not. But I'm just. Saying. I went from like so. I think I send out fifty plus invites. I'll get maybe thirty confirmations saying like, "Oh yeah, I'd love to participate," and then I'll receive like fifteen uh, actual submissions. Right. So well, don't don't go any more a, specific than that. But <laughs> I mean, I'm talking like even back in my art director days when I was hiring people for things. It's amazing how people just flake, like don't show up or or last minute. Um, you know, it's one thing if they even come and say, oh, I won't be able to make it. Even that's rare. Like it's most oh, of the time it's just like disappearing, yeah, which is just and amazing for to me. Ex- extensions and all sorts of other so I can't imagine stuff. everything that goes into uh, doing a physical space gallery. Well, the but. stupid thing that I do also is I'm a printer, so I offer to print a lot of this stuff, uh, which adds a whole nother lay- 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 layer Uh-oh. of work to it. Yeah, absolutely. But is that part of Squared Co., would you say, the printing side of things? Um. Yeah, so I mean, Squared Co., again, like I said, at its core – is a gallery i'd say and then we you know we're doing the podcast and i yeah i also offer printing services so a lot of this may change moving forward um but i think always the core will kind of be the gallery aspect Mm -hmm. and then from there we do events we'll do printing like you said and now the podcast so who who knows like what is going to be added to that roster or taken away as we move forward. So what part of it do you like why why do a company like why this do this to yourself? Well, yeah, really. Like what part of that do you like do you like uh, I organizing love, it? I love being involved in this creative community. Like being able to work with and communicate with different artists mm-hmm. that I admire and look up to. Yeah you know, at like a somewhat of a professional capacity. Like it's, it's awesome. I like um, this little community squared co community, if you will, that's kind of come as a result of this. I think that's kind of the draw initially for me was, was to get more involved with the, the creative community. Mm-hmm. So as opposed to just doing prints yourself or creating artwork on your own, you like, you like that uh, the collaboration yeah, and yeah. yeah, being able. Oh, so yeah. Another thing that we've done that I didn't mention, this is again through Sinopolis. We created a limited edition Spider-Man glass. So we worked with Andrew Kolb um, to do the illustration work on this, but it was a, f- a officially licensed Marvel product mm-hmm. that was available only at Sinopolis movie theaters. So again, like it's, who knows what other sorts of uh, work will come out of this. But yeah, I think in a lot of ways we're, we're similar to Mondo, but nowhere near as successful. Um, <laughs> nowhere near. Let's not get that twisted at all. Uh, you can, um, you can edit that out and post. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I could like in theory, like the the concept uh, of doing, but again, like I think uh, you don't have to like draw a comparison to anything. Like it's just what it is, right? Like you're doing your own thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, one of the big I, things that's coming up uh, for for Squaredco for both of us actually is um, Designer Con. Yes. Yes. So we actually this is where we physically met last year yeah that's right <laughs> um jared and i so we both had our own booths or actually we both were splitting different booths yep i was splitting with a friend um and jared was i don't know i'll let you answer how you were splitting that one. Oh <laughs> well i mean uh, i go with the same group every time and um hana uh super cute gets a gets a booth and there's like three or four of us there every year so i've, I've been doing that since I, but this was like only the when we met, that was only the second time I actually attended. I had only attended uh, once before, but um, oh, so you used to just send yeah, the, I like, would send prints. the artwork or yeah. So we again this year we so I have my own booth at DesignerCon this year. Jared is um, splitting or sharing at Hannah's booth again. Uh, you are actually in the exact same spot you were last year. Yeah, I just I just figured that out. So um, so. I last year I was next to Jared. We both were corner booths. We were end booths, mm-hmm. and the way we set up our tables, like my table was an extension of his, basically yeah. just on different yeah. booths. So this year Jared's on a corner again. I am two over, so I am right next to you, but there's a booth in between us. But like that was so weird last year because we didn't know each other. Uh, you were a crazy fan of mine, which is so cute. <laughs> and, and you reached out and you said, "Oh, I'm going to be at Designer Con, and <laughs> you know we should say hello." And wait, and, what happened to you being uh, not cocky and arrogant here? Oh well, this is just truth. <laughs> this isn't boasting. Uh, mm. But yeah, so I remember because you you contacted me on Instagram and you sent some weird pictures on your Instagram, and <laughs> we'll talk about that in another show too. Uh, but. <laughs> Yeah, and then just happened to be that our booths were back to back like that, and uh, it was just meant to be, Jared. Okay, if you're gonna you make it. You're gonna make you it can't weird. Escape fate. Yeah. So, but <laughs> uh, yeah, so you're back this year uh, with your own booth, though, right? You're not sharing. Right. Yeah. So this is my own booth, um, and you know we've talked a lot about booth setup and conventions, having your own booth space. Mm-hmm. So this is my first opportunity. Oh. It's we yeah. I have that the incident right. of uh Regal Con. So right. if you haven't listened to that episode, that was our June recap episode. Just listen to the first 20 minutes. You'll hear me rant about this t- this terrible uh convention I tried out. But uh I'm gonna pretend that that convention never happened. So this will be like my first my first booth where I have my own space and I can really dress it up the way that I want. So I'm actually going pretty crazy with this booth setup. Mm, um, I, believe I know that. I mentioned to you before, uh, I wanted to get like portable walls so mm-hmm. I can have like a, an on-site art gallery. So I'm right now, I just found a carpenter and I paid him or I bought all the supplies oh. and he's putting together actual portable walls that i'm going to put up so i can hang art in my booth so like panels that you can sort of take apart right so um i mean the short answer is it's like four foot uh four foot wide walls that i can link together so i can make like one side of the booth 
I know the booth is 10 by 10, but it'll be an eight foot wide mm-hmm. wall that I can just dress up however I want. Mm. So are people going to be able to walk into your booth space or? Yeah. So I think I'm going to do an L shape wall. So the back of it will be um, a wall and then one of the sides will be another wall. Mm. So you can you can walk in. Um, check out the art on display and then we'll have other stuff like on the, the table. display table too. Yeah. Interesting. So DesignerCon is November 11th through the 12th at the Pasadena Convention Center. Uh, this is, I think they, when did this start? Like 2012? They've been doing this for, no way. It's been way longer than that. Oh, really? Oh, I thought it this was. Is a, so they they started off as the designer toys. Mm. Um, and now, so like the vinyl toy craze, uh, in I think it was like early 2000s mm. um, and more recently, maybe within the last five ish years, it's kind of transitioned over to all things art and creative. So they still have designer toys there, but now they've got, you know, hero complex galleries. there doing all their uh, screen print and movie posters. There's people like Jared who have art prints available. There's, a lot of enamel pin um, companies and booths there. I think uh, Paul Frank has a big, mm-hmm. he's got a big uh, booth space there where he does. Last year he did like, it wasn't even like a booth. It was just like an open, I don't know, experience. Like there's a photo. One of his characters was like a big, you could describe. Now it wasn't like wooden cut. I don't know. He had like a big 3D character of his mm-hmm. that you can do photo ops with. So yeah, there's, all sorts of different creatives there that you can go check out. I think I went to this um, before I was exhibiting like a few years and it's always a fun show, whether, you know, no matter what you're going there for, there's definitely something that you'll, you'll like. I think a lot of it is pop culture focused and centered. Yeah. But kind but of uh, smaller, like smaller vendors. So it's not a lot of, uh, not a lot of industry. It's not like Comic Con where you have like you know Star Wars there and things like that. It's it's much more. It's actually it's like the in, the actual individual contributors. Mm-hmm. So it's the artists for the most part. It's like the creatives are there and they have a booth. And that's what's great about it. I like that's what I like about it is that you can walk around and and I'd say ninety percent of the time the person who is there is the person who created the art and you can have right, a conversation right. with them and. You know, it's um, it's a much more intimate thing um, than I think a lot of the other bigger cons that sort of wrap in, uh, wrangle in a lot of other different, um, you know, media stuff. Um, so it's not small, but it feels small. Yeah, no, I yeah, I totally get what you're saying. It's hard to describe, though. Like physically, it's a pretty big convention, but the vendors there are they're approachable and they're not like like you said, like these big name brands like. Disney doesn't have a booth there in Star Wars. It's the actual artists and mm-hmm. creatives that are there. Um, I think we actually, there's a lot of Squared Co. podcast guests that'll be there and yep. other artists. Yep. Um, I know Anna and Daniel Clark, they're, they don't have a booth there, but they will be in attendance. And I might try and snag them to our booth to hang out for a little while. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And the, Steven Silver is going to have a booth there. Jared, obviously, you'll be there with a booth. With um, Jared Andrew Shore from episode one number one which yeah, yeah. so uh, i'm sorry if i'm leaving people out but there's definitely um a lot of cool creatives well, to check out tony and chris will be there again um 
I'm trying to think of who else. Joey Chu is going to be there. We haven't had him on the show, but. Um, <laughs> oh, let's play the game. We'll have Joey on soon. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people, though. Like, it's it's uh, it's a good crowd. And it's a lot of the same people from last year, if you've gone before. Uh, and I think they have the list up on the website already. Uh, so you yeah. can see who's who's exhibiting and where. And there's a map and everything. But uh, So you can do your craziness that I did for uh, Comic-Con, if you want, where you literally go through the hundreds of names and exhibitors that are going to be there to find out the ones that you want to see. But the, actually the cool thing about this is that it is large, but it's definitely doable to like, I mean, it's two days. So certainly if you can't make it through the whole, see all the booths in one day, for sure you can see it. You can cover the whole thing in, uh, over the weekend. So it's um, another nice thing. It's not that expensive. No, I think a day, tickets are a day pretty pass cheap. Is like twenty dollars. Yeah, uh, it might even be fifteen. I'm not sure, but it's around twenty dollars, give or take. Um, and yeah, depending on how interested and engaged you are at each booth, you can potentially see it in one day, but for sure get it over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely doable. Yeah, I mean, if you're coming from out of town, like Pasadena is nice. It's it's a nice place to stay, I think. And there's right. a lot to do kind of right around there. But, um, you know, if you rushed, you could definitely do it in one day. But I think, yeah, it's kind of fun to take your time. And like, I, I've never done the panel. I know they have panels. In fact, your buddy Mark Bricky is is hosting right. the thing. This yeah, he, year. Did it, he did it last year. Oh, was I he, don't, he th- did it last year? Oh. Yeah, I think last year might have been the first year. That they did was panels it? and... Yeah, well, I, I know they made a bigger deal about it last year well, because of like, Ricky. They used to do it like just out in the open, like it wasn't in a separate room. Oh, it didn't have its own little hall or right, whatever. Right, right. So this last year they opened up that side hall, and um, I think yeah. everything happened over there. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to go to any of the panels, and I barely made it over to that other room. Um, well, yeah, the unfortunate thing about exhibiting is that you can't really make time to step away from your booth yeah uh to go i think i stepped away and walked the halls for like 30 minutes um or the the floor uh for like 30 minutes but well it's the best thing to, about being a vendor though is that you can do it before the show floor opens uh kind so, of so that's kind of what i mean if you're <laughs> you know if you're not setting up you can uh, right because that so, usually I mean, tends to be the only time i can go and say hi to some of these people so it's it, yeah it's um I don't know. I, I really enjoy this convention. This is probably one of my most, one of my favorite ones. It's definitely the best thing is not super overwhelming like uh, San Diego Comic Con. Um, yeah. But I wanted to ask you, I kind of talked about my booth setup. I know you're a little bit more limited because you have to share it with, um, with others. How do you, how are you planning to showcase your work? Um, do you have anything particular in mind and how you're going to display your work? Absolutely not. Nothing. Uh, so, <laughs> so you just show up with some stuff and throw it on a table. <laughs> that is really it. So there's three of us, three or four of us that will be exhibiting in one little table. At, like, like I go to this because it's fun. Like it's not like a big right. money maker for me. I don't, I don't bring a whole lot of stuff. I mean, I will have new stuff specifically for designer con and I'll start promoting yeah. that pretty soon. But, um, like it's so tight in there, um, which is part of the fun because, uh, I don't know. I get sort of that um, booth anxiety. Like we talked about this with Tony and Chris. <laughs> like if I were by myself, yeah. I'd have a hard time uh, doing it. Um, so it's nice to have people around. You know, you have to be aware of your customers and like not being too much of a party in the, you know, behind the table so that people are, you know, either intimidated or, or just not going to 
ask questions, but, um, yeah. yeah, so I don't really have a big plan for the displaying and, um, all of that. Um, I pretty much just so bring my stuff and set up. I mean, you're I'm not going to hire somebody to build custom walls for every you. year. I say we're going to do something <laughs> crazy like that. And then it just, it, I can't believe how quickly this came up this year. So, yeah. Uh, once well, again, I'm so not that prepared, but check out what, what, I mean, I honestly don't even really know what mine's going to end up looking like. Could be garbage, but in my head, it's going to be great. So we'll see. Um, well, hopefully it's something you can use over and over again. And then it's, well, that was the intent. It. It was, yeah. Yeah. Why I hired somebody else to do it. So it's, it's usable for multiple uh, shows. Um, but I'm going to have to figure out a way to poach you and get you at our booth for well, one of the next conventions. I'm glad we're close. I mean, it was very convenient <laughs> last year, um, but uh, it'll be a little bit more challenging being one booth away, but that's still close enough. So, um, but like well, I said, I'll have to bring my arm extension so we can hold hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the poor middle booth. It's a squared co sandwich again. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. So, uh, do you know who that booth is? I, I'll have to I, look it I up. didn't I remember <laughs> I looked, but I didn't recognize the name, but I, I might not oh. have. Yeah. So we'll so see. My, my next question is, uh, you kind of mentioned that you'll have new prints. How many, mm -hmm prints do you plan on bringing like is this just everything that you have over the last year yes. um of like leftovers from 88 shows and other i know i gave you a handful of your princess bride prints yes which are actually sold out on the squared co store so if right. you are interested in that the only way you can get it now is designer is con designer con from jared's actual booth yeah so all year long i'll save a, a few prints from every show i do or just little things and then um that tends to be what i brought so i did the batman the animated series print for bottleneck this year oh yeah I sold did off you have a leftovers? few of my ap's but i kept back like five to sell at designer con oh that's cool so i'll have things like that and then um Gosh, I'm trying to think of what else. So yeah, the Princess Bride one that you mentioned and just some other random things. Like I said, I'll start promoting pretty soon and I'll post pictures. Are you doing any uh, con exclusives? Yeah, so I will have an exclusive. You, you don't have to name them off if you don't have them right now. I was just curious well, um, if you yeah. were planning to do any. Yeah, definitely. And I hope to have actually something for you. We'll see if I, I had enough time to, to get something out. Um, it is amazing how... Uh, last minute this is turning out to be which <laughs> i mean it's like i've had these things planned forever uh there's just so much <laughs> stuff coming up uh, at the end of the year this year that uh i'll just yeah. i'll have to go through your instagram feed and see which posts you didn't <laughs> make prints of and i'll just tell you to give me that file and i'll make a print of that right like <laughs> i'll probably have like the it that the little pennywise that i did things oh, like yeah. that i'll do the mini you know what again you have to do the it one because it's so big right now i think people would eat that up yeah you have to do the it print so yeah so i always do mini prints and then you know they're just kind of little character offs and stuff i'm, I'm gonna try to do an over the garden wall piece but we'll see oh, i that'd be cool like too. i have so much stuff that's like backed up that i want to do it's just a matter of getting time so <laughs> Um, yeah. So I, the real reason I asked if you're doing exclusives is to say that I am. So yeah, well, that's thank what you, I was going to ask you. For asking, you. No, Jared. I was going to ask you what you're, what you were going to bring. <laughs> sure, I didn't know if you were sure. ready to reveal. So, um, similar to you, like whatever we have left over from previous, the, basically the last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we did princess bride earlier this year. There's still some prints left from the alien show last year. So I might bring like, I don't know, the 
the more popular prints that we have left over from Aliens, and then Tasty Real Estate we did in the summer. So I'm actually going to have one of the walls is just going to be dedicated to the Tasty Real Estate show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was some good stuff. Yeah. That will be up there. Um, And then so con exclusives will be, let's see, we've got some... Ninja Turtle prints, of course. Oh, really? Um, and I f- will finally be able to release Mike Anderson's Power Ranger print. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, he was literally, I think, our first interview. We did. He's not our first episode, but he's one of the earliest mm-hmm. interviews. That's right. And in that interview, I'm like, oh, yeah, if you're listening to this, the print will definitely be available. And that was like almost six months ago now. <laughs> Wait, I mean, that was not available online or? It- no. So the way I was planning to do it was release it at RegalCon. Yeah. And that turned out to be a mess. So I ended up, I have all the prints printed and I have um, enamel pins of all the, the Power Rangers. Mm. So I'm going to, I, I don't know if anybody here listening follows us on Instagram. I posted on Instagram stories like a prototype for uh a power rangers pin box hold on one second i'll show you jared oh. so talk for 10 visuals. seconds visuals well you're gonna edit this part out anyway i don't think i really no have editing. To... yeah yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> that is the that's the All myth right, so here you go this is the this is like flimsy copy paper so it's not really that durable oh cute but... it's like a it's like a happy meal right so um, Wait, you so can op- yeah, there's like a lightning bolt on top, which is the Power Rangers lightning bolt logo kind of thing. Right, right. Just yeah, whatever. So there's the handle on the top and you can open it. This is very inside will be the the pins, the pins, all of the pins, oh, like the whole have, set of pins. Yeah. So I'm only selling them as a set because hmm. I don't want there to be like random leftovers of other because no one wants desirable the puce ranger yeah Yeah. (laughs) um so yeah you'll get it as a pack of all five power rangers in the the custom box or whatever the packaged um and then each one of the pins i have stickers too so you get a sticker of all the power rangers and a pin do you have new pins i mean you'll have your whole like lineup of pins there as yeah, well yeah whatever right? so whatever we have that isn't sold out i think uh there's a couple pins we sold out there's some that were really close so we have over the garden wall uh the for sarah mixtape that we debuted at last year's designer con mm-hmm. and then the rock fact so those i think we're down to less than 10 of the for sarah pins so i'm gonna Take those off for available online and just bring the rest to decon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a couple new things coming. The Like I said, the Power Rangers thing, the Ninja Turtles. And then there's a couple other stuff that, like Jared, I'll be uh, posting on online shortly. Yeah. Um, we'll be talking about DesignerCon from now until DesignerCon. And I think we're going to try <laughs> to do something with an episode. Either if we can figure out live recording, we're going to try to do... I don't know. We'll try to do some kind of episode. It's going to be really (laughs) tough because we're both sort of working it. We're not just uh, visiting it. So we'll see. Um, We'll definitely have a wrap up or something about it, but um, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, since we will be like with other artists there. Yeah. We definitely should figure out something, Mm -hmm. some sort of live aspect. I don't know what it is, but yeah, I think that that's a good idea. I just, 
we'll have to play with that. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but like I said, we'll be promoting it all the way up until it happens. And hopefully we'll see some people there that listen to the show. And if you do, definitely come by and say hello. Oh, you know what? We should probably do some kind of promotion for it. Maybe we can give away tickets or something. I was just going to say, well, if you do go... I don't have this planned out yet, but I will eventually. So if you do, <laughs> if you do go, I'll, and like you say something or buy a pin or print and say you listen to the podcast, right. I'll give you a th- something. Hmm. I don't know what the something is yet, but I'll come up with it. Yeah, that's a good idea. So we'll have yes. to figure that out because yeah. we definitely want people to like. This is one of those shows where I think. Uh, it's great to support these kinds of shows. It's not like you have to tell someone you should really support Comic-Con, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but, but something like like this, yeah. And and this continues to grow by leaps and bounds every year. So I don't, it's not like it's in danger. (laughs) Now it's the thing where like, you can't get in unless you know somebody or you were in last year because space is limited. Right. And they sell out. um, Like, I think they may have sold out because everybody last year just renewed. Um, but I only got a, my own booth space this year because I shared it with someone last year and they aren't doing it this year. So oh. essentially I inherited their booth space. Oh, too bad you couldn't get your same your same booth because that was a pretty good location, actually. Like we were close yeah. to the bathrooms and. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm still close. It's just right, ne- not right. right next to you. I think um, so I would have opted for a corner booth again, but I think what, the time I went to go on and pay all the corner booths were already sold out. So Mm -hmm. I just got a standard booth. Um, But if these continue to do well and this wall thing actually works and looks halfway decent, I think I'm going to get a bigger booth next year and do like a bigger, like on-site gallery installation kind of thing. Really? Wow. Are you going to have a photo op or anything like that? Just you? Oh, it's cool that you asked that because I am. And thank you to The Beast is Back because I'm stealing his idea from last year. Oh, well, you're not supposed to say that. Uh, <laughs> why not? <It's, laughs> give credit where credit is due. So thank you, Chris. Uh, I don't know if you're going to be listening to this, but Tony, if you're listening, tell Chris that I'm stealing his photo op idea. So um, I'm going to get, he did a lot of illustrations on like a stick where you can take a photo with different illustrations he has so i'm basically taking the the pins a lot of the pin illustrations and just gonna pop them on a stick so you can Mm -hmm. like take a picture with the power ranger helmet over your face or next to it um or with the the, rock fact you can take a picture with the rock fact from over the garden wall um i haven't figured out all of the different illustrations i'm going to put make available but yeah that will be the photo op Oh, that's cool. I, I, we talked about that doing that last year. I think the, that made a, those were all very popular at the different booths. So we'll see if it's just a, yeah, a fad. I think <laughs> it'll be difficult to do in like a 10 by 10 square. Mm-hmm. So I think if I go double next year, it'll definitely be a lot easier to include like a more elaborate photo op. Cause what I was thinking of doing is blowing up uh, Mike Anderson's Power Rangers print mm-hmm. where th- so the background would be the Megazord, which is like the big robot. Yeah. And then in front and like a cardboard cutout would be all of the Power Rangers. So you can stand either next to the Power Rangers or between them and the Megazord. And it'd be like a layered kind of photo. Like you're, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, like you're creating the scene a little bit. Right. 
Right. Oh, very elaborate. Everything's very elaborate this year for you. It's going to be a big, <laughs> you had such a small space last year that, um, yeah, well, I, you know, it, and it was the first convention that we'd ever done. Mm-hmm. So there was a, definitely a lot of learning and I think it was smarter to s- s- like split a booth last year. Um, because I could see kind of, you know, what works, what doesn't work without really investing too much. Mm-hmm. Um, this year I'm probably going a little bit overboard, yep. but <laughs> Uh, who knows? We'll see. What, weren't you surprised? Like I was amazed how exhausted I was at the end of uh, each day. Like my oh gosh, my gosh. Like, it so, is like you're, it feels like you're just standing around, but man, at the end of the day, just, yeah, I, I'm always surprised at how yeah tiring that can become. Yeah. But prior to my career in the creative world, mm-hmm. I did a lot of work with conventions, which again, we'll get into with our what kind origin, of, what, my origin episode. What kind of conventions? Like uh, fashion. Oh, fashion. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Uh, so I don't know if you've ever heard of the uh, magic show or magic convention in Vegas. It's twice a year. Like, um, like it's a convention about magic or that's what no. it's called. Oh, it's called magic. Oh. I thought that too when I when I first got <laughs> hired to work there. I was like, "Awesome! I'm gonna go to a convention about magic." Uh, and I don't know how they came up with that name. It's actually a terrible name for what it is. It's a fashion like expo where mm. all these different brands will have a booth and they're selling to uh, stores. So it'll be everything from like a mom and pop boutique shoe store mm-hmm. to like Nordstrom, right? So all the buyers for these different shows go and they meet with, you know, everything from Reebok to uh, Nike and all those big name brands mm-hmm. to like the small company who's trying to, I don't know, sell their socks or something. Right, right, Who, right. So anyways, that's what Magic is. And I used to work there, which uh, Jared can guess what I did there. And you'll have to tune back in for the origin episode to find out. <laughs> What my role was there. Oh my gosh. That uh, I can't that is we really gotta keep why t- I want to do the origin story because I want to <laughs> talk we about it. We gotta that. keep teasing it so people actually care and like start asking for it. Cause I don't want to do like an origin episode for me or for you if no if we don't have like a decent sized listenership or people that are interested to hear my backstory and or yours. Uh, yeah, so I there's nothing exciting to my backstory. We've gotta keep hinting at it. Yeah, no. and like building this story. You have a lot more uh, of an interesting story than I do. Like, uh, it's just I just have more surprises. Yeah, oh, no, definitely. I think. Is. Well, I think people don't know more. Like, I was just born amazing and drawing, and then here I am. <laughs> that was it. But you had all these little oh. adventures along the way. But anyway, <laughs> we'll get to that. So I'm still working towards amazing. Yes. It's, uh, yes. You 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 cheated and had a head start by being born that way. Yes. Apparently, lucky. Um, um, all right. So the last thing I want to say, and uh, I'm going to shout this out to the universe again. Hopefully we get this person on as a guest at some point. But if uh-oh. not, um, I was on the you may have heard or seen posts about this back to bits video. I contributed to it, but that's not why I'm bringing this up. It's a really cool video. Um, essentially what it is, is a, a compilation of different GIFs that have to do with video games on the Super Nintendo system. Last year, his name's Jerry Liu, who's responsible for this um, initiative or this project. Mm-hmm. He did last year, back to bits, 
I think he's calling it level one and level two. Mm-hmm. Last year was the original Nintendo system. This year was Super Nintendo. Um, so anyways, we'll leave links to this. It's a really cool video. You should definitely check out both. Yeah, I was a part of that. And we have a lot of Squared Co. guests and artists that were also a part of that little video too. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, I, I don't remember if I saw it last year. I think I did. Um, and we've posted it already on our Facebook page uh, if you oh, haven't gone there. there. Go. So you can go check it out there. And there's also a link where you can see who did what little piece and all of the little right, bits. Right. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so there's a link you can go check out the video. And then there's a, uh, a website where you can check out the full length gifts that every artist contributed. And then who did what game and, you know, who's attached to, to what. Um, and what was your what was your piece? What was your video game that you did? <laughs> Um, this is almost embarrassing to say, but mine, I picked a video game called Sparkster and the embarrassing part is I never actually played the video game. <laughs> uh, the way that the the pairings worked, like who got what property, um, obviously everybody's gunning for like the big name properties so, like the Super Mario World and like Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. which are the only two that I really wanted. But I knew that somebody else would want them. But the way that it worked is you picked three titles that you wanted or were interested in so i picked super mario and donkey kong and i was like okay the chances of me getting those are like not everybody fighting for those is pretty slim right so i had like a safety pick which i knew i would probably end up getting so i went through i like googled super nintendo video games or something and i was just looking for like characters that looked fun to illustrate um and sparkster came up and it's like a it it's like an armored rat, which sounds way more gross than it actually is. Yeah. He's actually a pretty cute character. He wears like uh, bright blue armor. And uh, anyways, it's just a, a little character that has a rocket pack and armor. Yeah, so I've never heard I, of the game. I, I thought it was a rabbit, actually. but, um, <laughs> but it's, Well, that's just to show how great of an illustrator <laughs> I am. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of people, like we said, who are in it. Like, uh, uh, I like Dave Pryor's a lot. Like his little – he did the uh, – Tetris. Yeah, like I, that would yeah. be such a boring game to pick, and he did a really fun. Oh, his concept animation. is really cool. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I yeah, I agree with you too. I was surprised. Not that his stuff, his uh, contribution is good, but the the Tetris is a boring. Yeah, yeah. Property yes. to do, but he he gave each one of the shapes so much personality, and the way that the story he told was kind of cool. Yeah. within that like ten seconds uh, that he was able to work with. Yep. Really good. Uh, Tony's in there. Uh, uh, Cole is Cole's in there, and uh, yeah, Cole Roberts, Mike Anderson, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Kolb yes. again is in there. Again, I'm sure. Apologies, somebody. yeah. If we forgot <laughs> Sorry, but uh, yeah, I actually I probably spent went overboard again because that that tends to be my thing is just going crazy. My I. This is, and this is the first time I ever tried anything like this. But, you know, my go-to, like, form of illustration is paper mm-hmm. illustrating. So I actually – I created an entire paper illustration to animate, which is just stupid for me to do for, a, yeah. like, a less than 10-second. Very time-consuming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is something that I could have definitely dedicated to Squared Co. stuff. But anyways – oh, and now – so. Okay, we're supposed to be wrapping up, but yeah. this always happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did this paper stuff for it was one project, and like, what the hell do I do with this paper art now? 
you know, like it exists and I, I we feel terrible to throw it away, but like, I don't, it takes up space and I don't want it. Well, you can, I don't know what to do. Repurpose the paper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not really. I mean, it's pretty, uh, intricate cuts. So, okay. I'm just going to keep talking. Um, <laughs> Because we're on this now, and I want to show you this. Uh-oh. But I have, so okay. you see, that's his arm, and like this is his foot. Yeah. So instead of like actually um, illustrating like each cell, like you would mm-hmm. in traditional animation, right? I like I paper collage different pieces of Sparkster. So like I have his head is one like immovable piece i have his arm and sword is one piece his rocket pack and so forth and so on and then i put pieced it together in photoshop Mm -hmm. and then the pieces that like needed to animate or move i did that in after effects so i could give him instead of it being like super static if i just did a photograph of him completely put together yeah where you can't really move the pieces i kind of pieced it together like made a puzzle of gluing certain pieces together. Anyways, you should have done that super in long. You should have done that in Illustrator. You could have done this. So I mean, I know, I know the the whole thing is that you're <laughs> cutting paper. It's part of the the crap. But for uh, an animation, it just seems like you could get that same effect with uh, with you know oh, like no. with Illustrator uh, pieces yes. and drop shadow and stuff like that to give it sort of um, that paper look. But you are one hundred percent. But that's not the point <laughs> of doing paper craft. I get that. I get that. So no, I mean, so if anything like this ever comes up again, I'll probably play with just doing like a you know air quotes digital paper mm-hmm. cutouts or something like that because you can get a similar effect for sure. Um, well, yeah, when it's so I labor intensive, like way. like I could see for a frameable piece at the end, uh, but for something like this right. where there's so many moving parts, like it's ideal for Illustrator. <laughs> but next time, consult yeah, me. Yeah, it totally you- is. Uh, but before we go to i do want to do one shout out that i've been forgetting every single week and that's to my friends at uh, the cloud city cast uh they always say hello (laughs) and promote us and they've been very kind and i keep forgetting to say thank you for that and to uh if you like disney like all things disney like disney marvel star wars everything uh they're a great site it's um Brittany and liam decosimo and their little kid makes an appearance in quite a few of the episodes. He's adorable. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, I just met them because I was on their show a few times before, uh, back when uh, The Force Awakens opened. And um, I've been on there sort of uh, every now and then. Um, and I've met them at Disneyland. They were at D23 this year. So just a really fun podcast. And they're great people. And uh, go take a listen to Cloud City Cast. They're on iTunes and, and everything. And um, uh, yeah, tell them we sent you. <laughs> yeah, and we'll I'll leave uh, links in there too, to our in our show notes to their yes. how to listen to them. Yeah, so we're actually hopefully we'll get them on our podcast eventually. Yeah, I think um, at least pieces of the their yeah team. We'll see. Like it would be <laughs> nice to have them both on. Um, I know I want Liam for sure to be on uh, one of our Star Wars episodes, like a roundtable or something. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to plan ahead for that. <laughs> Which is a rare thing (laughs) on these airwaves. Yeah. All right. So enough rambling for today. That's all that we have. Um, But again, I want to reiterate that we will be at DCON on November 11th and 12th at the Pasadena Convention Center. So please go check us out there. And thank you so much for listening. (laughs) 
We'll see you later. I thought you were done. I didn't know. I didn't know there was going to be more.